0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Red Men by Jazz Podcast. My name's Steve. Delighted to be with you here today on Monday, the fourth of September, a day after Liverpool. Maintain their unbeaten start to the season, beating Aston Villa 3-0 at Anfield. Glad to be back. That was my first day back after a nice week's break. My second, I'm delighted to be speaking to you today. A little bit of injury news to talk about around Ebu Kanate and Trent Alexander-Arnold and Kate Gordon-Youngster. Got a little bit on Ryan Gravenberch, and, and of course, your daily Mohamed Salah update, which was going to rumble on at least for a few more days until the Saudi window shuts. But potentially even more on further down the line than that, given the nature of that league and the footballer in question. We'll talk about Mo Salah later on in the show. But first, let's talk about Ibrahim Kanate. He was missing from the Newcastle game with an injury. He missed the Aston Villa game with an injury. He had been called up to the French squad by Didier Deschamps for this week's European sorry, Euro 2024 qualifier against the Republic of Ireland and the friendly match against Germany. However, the, the, uh, the French Football Federation confirmed today that Kanate uh, has been replaced in the squad by Jean-Claire Tobido because he has insufficiently recovered from his muscle injury. The statement said that um, Canate's injury, a left hamstring injury, was described as a minor muscle problem, but he is yet to return. So that basically, it remains to be seen if he is going to be fully fit for when Liverpool return from the international break to play Wolves. That is on September 16th, 12 days from today. Now, the fact that it's a hamstring, he's already missed a couple of weeks. So we don't know where he's at in terms of of that issue. Is he going to be ready for Wolves? I hope so. But there's no guarantees and Liverpool do not want to take any risks with any players. It, they were helped in the fact that Joel Matip and Joe Gomez played so well the other day against Aston Villa. Um, as it stands, Virgil van Dijk should be back in the Liverpool squad for that game. Although there are still looming doubts whether his band could be extended. He was just originally suspended for one game for a straight red card against Newcastle. But his reaction to being sent off um, has landed him with an FA charge. He has until Friday to respond to that. We don't know where we're at with that one. Is he going to be charged? Is going What's the punishment going to be? So there's a chance that van Dijk could be missing from Wolves. And moving on to the next story. Trent Alexander-Arnold has picked up a little a minor hamstring injury too according to Jurgen Klopp. He said it was not too serious in Trent's opinion but we're going to have to wait for the scan. So that's why Alexander Arnold was substituted against um, against Aston Villa. It um, that it's a it's a concern now he was in reg- he's originally meant to be in the England squad and at time recording he still is. They've got a Europa 2024 qualifier against Ukraine and then a friendly game against Scotland. Um my guess is he's probably going to have to drop out of that With the hamstring injury And then it, it, we are in a race against time To get Trent fit for that Wolves game If is out If Trent's out And if Virgil's ban gets extended Now none of those things are guaranteed There's a combination that someone's back fit Or Van Dijk's ban doesn't But all of a sudden People are looking very thin on numbers at the back They loan that Phillips out to Celtic of course You would potentially be looking at a back three Sorry back four of Robertson Kwanzaa Matip Gomez at right back. Conor Bradley's out as well, so there's another right back option. So it's, to, it's definitely something to keep an eye on, the Trent stuff and the Canate stuff and indeed the Van Dyke stuff. There's 12 days between now and that game, so there's ample opportunity. But I'll be honest, hamstrings, 12 days. I would be a little bit concerned about the availability of Trent. I wouldn't be shocked if Joe Gomez is Liverpool's right back for that one. Um, hopefully Canate can play. Hopefully Van Dyke can play as well. Um, as it stands though, just keep an eye on that one. 12 days away from that Wolves game, but Liverpool might have a couple of defensive uh, defensive headaches to deal with, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Right then, on the positive side of injury nude, the light. nude? No nudes. News. News. I clarify that. News. That was a. Maybe a Freudian slip, I hope not. No, anyway, it's fine. I'm not looking at new John computer. I promise you, I'm reading this on Anfield. Um, Kate Gordon, he returned for the first time in 19 months during Liverpool under 21's 4 1 defeat against Middlesbrough at the weekend. Gordon, who's been sidelined since February 22 with a hip issue, a musculoskeletal issue, effectively growing issues in his hip. Um, managed to get 15, well he came off the final 15 minutes, it ends up being more like 25 minutes given the amount of added time that was played, but really good to see Kate Gordon back, fit and fighting. he hasn't been able to kick a ball in anger since February 2022, it wasn't that long ago that Kate Gordon was playing for Liverpool's first team, he was starting a League Cup semi-final away at Arsenal, since then he's been the forgotten man because of this injury. Jurgen Klopp obviously liked him enough to give him a game in that game, and he continues to use him in others as well. Um, now, I've, I mentioned on another show earlier, Ben Doak's kind of the hot flavour of the month at the moment in terms of Liverpool's young forwards, and rightly so. He looks very, very promising indeed. Cast your in mind back a while ago, and Kate Gordon was very much in that mix as well. He was another player, signed from elsewhere, uh, came in, of course. For a fee of around a million pound from Derby in February 2021, it could rise to three million as well. He's he's already made four appearances for the first team. So obviously scored one goal that came against Shrewsbury, but he played against Norwich. He played against Shrewsbury in that game. He played against Arsenal. He made a little bit of a cameo against Brentford as well. So he was in and around the first team squad at the end of 20, sorry, at the end of the 2022 campaign, he's not been able to get himself fit since. Delighted to see K Gordon back. My guess is they don't want to rush him into anything in terms of first team action this season. That can be long-term. He's got to just continue playing footy for now. have a really good time of it for the under-21s. He's only a young kid. He's got plenty of time ahead of him. But really good news to see him back. For the first time in 19 months, I'm sure, despite the result going against Liverpool's young lads, I'm sure he would have been absolutely delighted to be back. Right then, move on to the next story. Liverpool's latest signing, Ryan Gravenberg, has withdrawn from Netherlands' duty to focus on Liverpool. Yeah, He was called up for the uh, games against Moldova and North Macedonia. but um, Manager Michael Reisge and the, the, the Dutch FA have decided to let, grant his request to take time off. The Dutchman told his manager he wants to concentrate on integrating himself within the Liverpool squad and basically the city of Liverpool as well. He's got to get, his, got to get his, his, all his ducks in a row. He probably wants to buy a house. Um, so he's been replaced by Fede de Jong. I don't know who that is. He plays for SC Camber. There you go. Good knowledge from the guys over at this is Anfield. But yeah, I think it's a, a really wise decision. With all due respect, you know Ryan Gravenberg is a, is, a, is a senior international. He's already played for the Dutch team. He doesn't really want to be playing for the under-21s anyway. Of course, he would do it. He was part of their squad for the Euros, of course. But it feels like a wise decision from everyone, really. I think it was wise for Gravenberg to ask. I think it was wise of the Dutch under-21 setup to let him go as well. Um, so now Ryan Gravenberg has got a couple of weeks to get like I say, get integrated, get in the AXA. Now, a lot of his teammates have jetted off around the world, of course. Um, but some of them are still around. Yeah, actually, Gomez hasn't gone on inter- international duty yet. Uh, Joel Matip hasn't of course gone international duty so there's players in and around him he can acclimatise with and of course like I say, go and find somewhere to live go and get your house, go and get used to Liverpool as a city go and get familiar yourselves with the surroundings so I think that's a really wise decision and hopefully one that pays off for all parties but fair play to Graven for asking and fair play for the Dutch FA for allowing him because if they wanted to they could easily have just made him go and play for the under-21s and I don't think that would have done anyone too many favours I mentioned it before, we have to do the most Salah update. It's going to be happening every day. We led to believe that the Saudi Arabian transfer window closes on the 7th, which is Thursday. And until then, questions are going to be continued to ask around Mohamed Salah. I bet you, year Klopp, is delighted that he's got no more press conferences to do between now and then. He did make it clear that he hasn't even been thinking about it until people do ask him at press conferences. He was asked again after the win over Aston Villa. Um, and he was asked does he expect Liverpool to stick to their stance regarding Mohamed Salah being not for sale? And a very, very quick response was, yup, yup, yup. He said it three times. Um, Dominic I was speaking to the BBC. He claimed that Salah had already told him and his teammates that he wants to stay at Liverpool. Andy Robertson said the same thing. It hasn't, been, it hasn't been an issue. So the stance from Liverpool is very, very clear. Mohamed Salah not for sale. And that is not expected to change. However... If more bids come in, who knows what the numbers could be, how Salah reacts, I don't know. I mean, we're at a point where we're trying to decipher cryptic tweets. For those who haven't who don't use social media or haven't seen Mohamed Salah's tweet, he, he tweeted a picture basically just himself um, with M-Salah 11, arms up in the air after he'd scored the goal, and automatically, does that mean he's staying? Does that mean he's going? What does that mean? Maybe it's just a picture of himself, but that's where we're at with the Salah stuff. The latest update is Liverpool's response is the exact same, no intention to sell, don't want any bids, don't intend to sell them, and Salah has reportedly told his teammates, or spoken to his teammates, and Jürgen Klopp kind of hinted the same, that the, the plans are that he's going to be a Liverpool player, going forwards, um, how long that lasts for, I don't know, I'm sure other bids are going to come in, I think even if the Saudi Arabians don't get Mo Salah, I think it's really good for them and their league, to be linked with such a player, and to be linked with it at the possibility of getting him as well, and, um, Already free Liverpool Champions League winning, have, make, have made the move over to society this summer. Of course, Henderson and Fabinho directly from the club. Genie Alden made his way over there as well at the weekend and now they want Mo Salah. Um, I'm hoping Liverpool stick to their guns. My guess is they will. But yeah, that is the latest update on the Salah situation. As it stands, every time the last Liverpool are saying he's not for sale. If any more bids come in or anything else happens, I'm sure here at Redmond we'll have you covered every step of the way. Hopefully, to say Salah stays at least for now. Wow, keep an eye on that one. Anyway, right then, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bite Podcast, guys. If you want even more Liverpool content in your ears, Redman Plus is the place to go. All of our amazing shows are available as videos. They're also available as podcasts. If you're a Spotify user, you can simply search for Redman Plus Podcasts on your Spotify app. You can sign up through Spotify. You can pay them and get your access to the content. You don't get no video access on that channel, but what you will get, of course, is everything in audio version on Spotify. my advice would be to go to redmenplus.com and sign up you can get the podcast in your native podcasting apps like apple podcasts uh, podcast addict etc and you get the videos as well but yeah we've got loads and loads of graven content on there a little bit of season review i say season review a little mini review coming up later this week as well loads and loads of amazing content to keep you covered the reds have gone away for a week but we are going nowhere here at Redmen hq so yeah thanks very much for listening there'll be another episode of the bite size podcast tomorrow i'll see you all next time see you in a bit